Hello, I'm Callum Dilietto, and this is Flock Together, the podcast for events and travel professionals. And it is my pleasure that season one is in partnership with Visit Berlin, Berlin Convention Office. And we are here today at Shooting Glen, whilst I am joined by Dom. How are you? Oh, very well, Callum. Thank you. So 10,000 Hours is your agency. Yep. Tell us a little bit about, about your, your agency and, and also the name. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the reason why we call ourselves 10,000 Hours. Um, if you're unaware, then 10,000 Hours is referenced more recently by Malcolm Gladwell uh, in his books, uh, but actually stems from a Swedish academic, uh, Andreas Ericsson, who tried to establish how long it takes for you to become expert at something. He studied uh, an orchestra, principally the violinists, and established that it takes 10,000 hours of dedicated practice to become expert. And that's how we started our business. And I think the parallels to an orchestra is very similar to, to events and, and everything because you are almost the, the conductor, the composer, with all these different moving parts that you're trying to create a symphony from, you know, because if they if they work in tandem, it's beautiful. Yeah. And if one thing goes wrong, it can it can really have a, a troubling effect on everything else. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, you're 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 100 right. And you know, it's always been a great conversation starter for us, not just with our clients, but with the industry peers. Um, surprising, actually, how many people do know about Ten Thousand Hours. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lovely for, it's a lovely parallel then for us to be able to have a kind of meaningful conversation with people. It's it's yeah, it's definitely something I've I've been vaguely familiar with, you know, it's always that yeah, it takes 10,000 hours to be an expert or something, but it's it's nice to sort of hear a bit more of the backstory and where that came from. Yeah. Um which is good. So the first part of the podcast is all about reform. Mm. And so I am challenging you to take the feather from from flock together, put it in your hand and use it as a quill to write a letter to the industry. If you could get out there and get on your soapbox, what would it be that you would want to say to the industry? Yeah, uh, okay. Well, thanks for giving me the opportunity to, to do that because, um, you know, personally, I'm very seldom given the opportunity or given the platform to do so. Um, I've written a love letter um, to the UK events industry. So with your permission, I've written it. and I've got it here. I'm, I'm going to read that love letter. Yeah, no, please do. Um, I love it. I, I, I like the. I like that. Yeah. Well. Okay. So I'm not always this dead serious, but I'm incredibly passionate about this particular view, which is why I've written it as a love letter. Uh, so I've called it, you know, a love letter to the UK events industry, and it starts like this. It says, "Wake up." It says uh, it's time to wake up to the fact that we're losing ourselves. If we continue to seek representation from more than one professional body, then we're going to be speaking over one another. If we continue to satisfy ourselves by subscribing to a sustainability community and yet not make the changes that we need to, then we're ignorant of the school leavers of today who will be the business decision makers of tomorrow. If we continue to pirate each other's language and tone, if we all become strategic and led by data, but without the honesty and the authority to do so, then we'll lose our identities. And if we continue to lead conversations with price, then we're surrendering our value. And if we lose our identity and if we fail 
to recognize our self-worth and our value then like all relationships we will lose ourselves until there's nothing left to love wow <laughs> that that i i'm speechless um is I, that is that a good thing? That is a good thing. It was that was incredibly well written. Like, have you done ten thousand hours in in speech writing? Because no. <laughs> that that could have been. No, I haven't. But I've done more than ten thousand hours in this industry, and I have seen over nearly two decades now a real confusion, um, you know, around our industry. I sort of always hark back to when I very very first started in events and the Friday night dinner scenario. You'd be sat there and. Someone would say, oh, hey, Dom, nice to meet you. What do you do? And you say, you work in events. And that could mean anything. Mm. And, and it stems from there, really. I think that we, as an industry, have some really hard work to do. I think as an industry, we make a lot of promises that we don't necessarily follow through with. We are having to accept such extraordinary change. And I'm not sure that somebody in necessarily my position at my age, having worked as long as I have in the industry, is the right person to affect that change. But what I can do is share my experience, share my passion, share my love, and look for the next generation to take this warning seriously and, and make the changes that are necessary. And it's very much around value, uh, and, and worth because what we do is important and it matters. We just need to find a consolidated and very clear way of being able to articulate that value. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I have, I have nothing that I can add to that. <laughs> you don't need to. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's I 100% wholeheartedly agree. And hopefully uh, people listening will, will take, take on that and, and take the baton and run with it. Great. Yeah. Well, let's hope so. So the second part of the podcast is about remembering. Yep. And so I'd like you to challenge back when you didn't have 10,000 hours under your belt, yeah. uh, your first ever work trip abroad. Yep. Easy. Uh, I was sent to uh, the Mojave Desert in California um, to do Virgin Atlantic's global flyer launch, um, which was the kind of precursor to what we now know as Virgin Galactic. So I was very privileged back in, I think, 2001 to have been sent out there. That was my first overseas trip and literally up, out, dropped into a desert for three weeks. Incredible. That is a baptism of fire. Yeah, yeah, it was. It really was. Yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> Luckily, we had sort of Los Angeles on our doorstep. So when it came to supply partners and resources, that, you know, there's a fantastic resources based out there. But yeah, to go out there was just incredible. Really, really good. I think often people think of desert and they think of the Sahara or they think of the Middle East. But yeah, that's, that's a, that is a cool experience. Yeah, it really was. And as you might expect, you know, accommodation in the desert is somewhat scarce. And so I think we'd have about a sort of 45 to 60 minute commute every day, but literally driving through the Mojave Desert to get out to, to what's now known as the spaceport. That's mm. where we were working. It was just incredible. That is, that is a good claim to fame, I yeah, think. Yeah, that, yeah. Is a, that is a great claim to fame. And then what was your most recent trip for work? Yeah, so that was about uh, six weeks ago, Ibiza. Um, nice. Yeah, which always sounds glamorous, uh, but it was actually, uh, I was a, an attendee at an event. It was um, an independent agency owners forum, uh, 100, uh, limited to 100 attendees, 
all independency agency owners and we were kind of tackling some common issues around everything from HR, IP rights, uh, you know, business development, growth of an agency, that kind of thing. It's a really, really special uh, event to attend. Um, pr probably didn't do Ibiza proud, if I'm honest. Ibiza <laughs> has two sides, doesn't it? It has, you've got the infamous party side, but then you've also got this like yoga and kind of retreaty side that, yeah. that see, people seem to go to Ibiza for. Which do you think you were more on probably the party side? Uh, well, I'm, I'm glad you've made that observation. Um, I, I want to try and um, live up to your expectations, but I, sadly the reality is that, yeah, I did get to see the sun rise uh, in Ibiza, <laughs> but that's because my alarm had gone off an hour earlier and I would elected to do a sunrise walk. Okay. hike with my fellow attendees. So you went for the latter then? You went for the more spiritual side of things? I then? did go for the more yeah. spiritual side of things. And, and but in some measure, I think I'm doing myself a disservice um, by, by not claiming to have been the kind of party animal. Partying can be overrated. <laughs> it is. And you know what? I'm, I'm sure as long as you left with good experiences, good memories and good connections, you know, or... What's a, what's a hangover in comparison to that, you know? Exactly. This podcast is brought to you by the Visit Berlin Convention Office, your key contact in and for the city of Berlin. From on-site knowledge of the best venues and service providers to conference bids and event planning. As Germany's capital in the heart of Europe, Berlin is a vibrant, elective and creative metropolis, raising the bar of conference and event standards. Let's meet in the world of Berlin. The next part is all about reliving uh, experiences. And so if you had the power to, to go back in time and, and relive a destination experience uh, of your past, what would it be? Uh, yeah, I, I, so I had to think about this. Um, it, for me, it's the British Virgin Islands uh, in the Caribbean, which is just a, such a, a phenomenally special, beautiful, beautiful uh, destination. Um, and, and simply put, I went there a long time ago and I made a choice um, when I was there that, that determined the next 23 years of my life. So that's why returning there and at that time would be such a special thing for me to do. It's, there's something special about the destination itself and then also when key points of your life have happened there and then mm. the marrying of the two, it just amplifies any experiences that you have there yeah you know you could see the perfect sunrise but when you see that sunrise in a mindset that is very unique in your life then suddenly that's the best sunrise you've ever seen so exactly. it's, it, yeah i totally get that i love that um and then the second part of revisit is if you could make any hotel that you've stayed in a home mm. which hotel would it be that's a great question um it's a really simple answer. There's a hotel in Paris called uh, the Hotel Particulier Montmartre, uh -huh. which is uh, up by the Sacré-Cœur. Um, and it actually is a home. It's a Parisian home. It's just uh, five suites, and each of the suites is designed by um, a different um, couture, sort of fashion house creative director. Uh, so they're very, very unique um, Sweets. Uh, there's a fantastic restaurant, beautiful garden, but it is a Parisian home. And uh, I've been lucky enough to stay there on a couple of occasions. And I pledge 
to, to, to take that style and that design and that kind of unique experience into my, my new home here in Hampshire. That is a great pleasure. I feel like I, <laughs> when I bought my flat, I did a similar thing. Definitely didn't have the budget, but I, every time I went to a hotel, I was like, I really like that. I really like that. I really like that. I'm going to take that into, to, I had no furniture. I had nothing. It was a blank box. So I had the luxury of being mm. able to start from scratch, but not the luxury of the, the same, the same finances that a hotel yeah, has. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a common challenge for everybody, isn't it? And particularly with, we're very lucky to be able to stay in some incredible properties and you can get that inspiration. I remember actually the first time that I stayed in that particular place, there was a piece of artwork on the wall that was so captivating. I had a really um, kind of great email correspondence with the hotel afterwards, trying to chase down where I could either find a, a print version of that artwork or even buy it myself and they did offer to sell it to me but that was the end of that email <laughs> correspondence yes yeah, yeah you're like yeah we'll sell it to you and then you see the the many 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 zeros and you're like mm, exactly. maybe i'll just take a print of it yeah, yeah. exactly yeah so the the penultimate part of the podcast is is all about reimagining um and you know this industry constantly creates experiences for other people but if you were to create a, a once-in-a-lifetime incentive trip for yourself, mm. what would that look like? Where would you go? What would you do? And most interestingly, which celebrity guest would you bring along with you? Okay, so I would, for me, I would go to Tokyo. I would go to Tokyo because this has been a sort of bucket list destination for me for many, many years. I've sent uh, plenty of groups to Tokyo. Uh, interestingly, we have a client who's um, who, who are headquartered in Tokyo. So uh, we, we do quite a lot, of, a lot of work there, but I've never had the opportunity to go. I would go to Tokyo because for me, that's the, the kind of perfect blend of kind of amazing hotel property, um, real culture, uh, art, you know, to get to go to somewhere like the, the Ghibli Museum, the studio there, uh, the food, you know, everything from kind of traditional but really great quality traditional Japanese cuisine, just through to kind of those hole-in-the-wall eateries, you know, that, that makes you feel like you're in a... Have you seen the Luc Besson movie, The Fifth Element? It's got yes. Bruce Willis. You know, yeah, the, yeah, kind yeah. Of the opening part to that is all very kind of... You know, alleyways and darkness and neon lights. I'd, I'd just love to be immersed in that. And, and actually, you know, that with with kind of, you know, the slightly more sort of refined um, Tokyo experience would be ideal for me. Now, the celebrity partnership, I've, I've had to think about this because my team in the office right now will be head in hands, fully anticipating who I would select to come with me because they have to hear about this almost on a daily basis. So for their benefit, I'm going to change tack. And because we're talking about podcasts today, I would invite um, Dr. Tara. Do you know Dr. Tara? Who She hosts the Reinvent Yourself podcast. Okay. So not quite a celebrity in that sense. No, that's celebrity enough. But it's a podcast that I'm absolutely crushing at the moment. You know, almost listening to it every day. And, and Dr. Tara has the most contagious sense of humour and she has the most beautiful voice that I could listen to all day. And so, yeah, the conversation would be fascinating, but I'd just be 
consumed by her sense of humor and, and, and joy. So she would be accompanying me to Tokyo. Tokyo. I love that. Who do your colleagues think that you were going to say? They, they will have put significant money <laughs> on the fact that I would have chosen Princess Kate. Okay, okay, fair. Who, who I am actually in love with. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. No holes barred. You're like, yeah, no. I, I am actually in love with her. No. Yeah. Well, that's fair. I mean, to be honest, I, I feel like you've possibly fallen a little bit in love with this podcaster as well, because it sounds like her voice and personality have certainly won you over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's incredible. I, I do recommend. So if, if you, yeah, if you're into neurology, neuroplasticity, uh, the, the steps, the procedures around how to reinvent yourself, then I thoroughly recommend. And actually, honestly, I could listen to her all day. That's great. So the final part of the podcast is a quick fire round. It's react. Okay. Um, so without thinking too heavily, just straight in with your answers. Okay. Um, packing, last minute or week before? Last minute. Carry on or check in? Carry on. Airport lounge or shopping? Lounge. Aisle or window seat? Window. You, you were confident about that one? Yeah, 100%. It's the closest to being a pilot that I'll ever be. <laughs> So, yeah, definitely window. That's quite an endearing reason. I yeah. thought you were going to say so you could rest your head, but you're like, no, no. it's the closest I'll ever be to a pilot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not smart enough to be a pilot, but I, at least that way I can pretend a bit. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, city or nature? Nature. Lay-in or early start? Early start. Poolside or seaside? Seaside. Planned or spontaneous? Mm. Mm. This is always a difficult one for event planners. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because I want to say spontaneous, but I, can't, I just can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. It's the 10,000 hours bit. I can't do it. So it has to be planned. Fair, fair. And finally, hotels, boutique or brands? Boutique, every time. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. It's Thanks, been an absolute Callum. pleasure. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you.